At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I interview Elizabeth Watkins, who's an elopement photographer based in Colorado. We met on DeviantArt many years ago, and since then she has started an impressive wedding photography business. She has a lot of cool tips and stories to share with you all. Please enjoy. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the podcast. It's so great to have you here. Please feel free to introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, my name is Elizabeth Watkins, uh, Alyssa Watkins Photography. I am a Colorado-based elopement and small wedding photographer. What kind of equipment do you use? Um, right now, I'm using a Canon 5D Mark III as my main camera. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty decent camera, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to upgrade, but right now I feel like I'm actually getting pretty good shots with what I have, so I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. What's your dream camera? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Everybody's kind of on different fences with that, aren't they? Like Nikon or Sony mirrorless Mm -hmm. right now. So, you know, Canon's talking about coming out with mirrorless. So I think I'm just going to kind of wait and see what happens there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is exciting. You started out as a portrait photographer and then transitioned into wedding photography. What inspired you to make that decision? Well, I think initially it was just everybody asking me to take, you know, their family picture or their maternity pictures or their wedding. So I felt like I kind of had to do everything. Um, And then it wasn't until I was talking to some friends of mine that are also photographers and I was expressing to them my frustration with how much I didn't really like doing family pictures and that kind of thing, but I felt like I had to. And they really encouraged me that if I went into more of a niche and just did weddings, that that would really help, I think, focus my business and make me more appealing even to certain clients that that's just what I was focused on. And I was really nervous about doing that and limiting myself and feeling like maybe I was letting people down by not offering everything. But it's really actually grown my business so much to decide to focus on one thing. Um, 
particularly now I'm focused on elopements and very small weddings of less than 50 guests, which has come in handy with COVID right now. So (laughs) that's really been what drove me to that is I just didn't even really think I enjoyed doing the extra portrait stuff as much. And when I realized that had that light bulb moment that I could just do couples and weddings, that that would be much happier for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think it's a good business decision to focus more on a specific genre and to have a specific target audience. As you said, it has helped you grow your business. So that was definitely a very smart business move on your part. Absolutely. People I specialize in newborns and that kind of thing. So why not specialize in just weddings, right? Exactly. And as hectic as it is, it can be really fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have so many fun adventures with my clients. Some wedding clients can be a bit more demanding than others, though. How do you deal with clients that are a little difficult or impatient? You know, I've been lucky enough that I've maybe only had one or two clients that I thought were pretty difficult to work with. I think really a lot of that is managing expectations beforehand so that they don't feel like maybe you're not doing enough the day of. And then on the day of the wedding, if they're acting a little demanding or unpleasant to work with. It's just trying to be over the top, nice and pleasant to work with, making it as enjoyable as possible and communicating with them as much as possible with what you're trying to do. I think that can really help calm some of those nerves for brides and make them feel better. But I think ultimately, I'm very lucky to not have had very many difficult brides because I think the way I run my business and the way I present myself seems to attract a certain type of bride that maybe is more laid back isn't as um yeah it's all over the place I guess yeah it's all over the place as demanding as you know has a very high expectations for their day brides that want to elope are typically a lot more laid back in general so Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it shows in your work that you have a pretty good relationship with all of your clients because your pictures are so intimate and heartwarming there's just something about that and I think it's difficult to take photographs of couples that are truly intimate because you're in their space you know and mm-hmm. it is I think in my mind at least kind of daunting to get into that mindset where you're making everybody around you feel comfortable but you seem to do that pretty efficiently absolutely I think everybody has that really awkward photo that they remember like from prom or maybe an awkward family picture <laughs> they want to just block out and never forget so I try and steer far away from that as possible so that the photo experience is very enjoyable and relaxed and it feels like we're just friends having a really good time for the day. Um, Most of my clients I don't meet in person until the day of the wedding so I think that can be a little daunting for them to feel like they have to be intimate and in love in front of a camera and in front of a stranger but usually I try and give them prompts uh, to help them get more relaxed in front of the camera to feel like they can be themselves so I might ask them a question to make them feel more of a romantic mood for that moment, you know, having a happy memory that they're thinking about, or might have them play a little game even together to get them more silly and goofy and playful together to get those really candid smiles and emotions as well. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are all great tips in general. I think what you said about having high expectations on the client's part is a really good point to make, because I think that's something that is very relevant in portrait photography in general, Mm -hmm. in any genre, really, because then you have this client who has a certain amount of expectations for for you and it's important to let them know what you will be bringing to the table in any case. So to anyone listening, keep that in mind, you know, have a, have a very clear list of things that you're going to do on the day of the shoot. If you're working with a client, make sure that they don't have super high expectations that you can't reach. Absolutely. 
You pick really beautiful places for your engagement and couple sessions. What is the location scouting process like? Do the couples choose the location themselves or do you get to do it yourself? Well, most of my clients actually are coming in from out of state. They don't even sometimes have never been to Colorado before they come here. So a lot of the time they don't have any idea of where they want to go. They might have an idea of some scenery that they really like and are attracted to. Uh, But for the most part, I do offer like location tips and advice on where they should get married or where they should have their session. So a lot of the time, there's just so many different places in Colorado that you can go to since the whole state is really beautiful that it's hard to scout every single possible spot in person. So sometimes I will take tips from other photographers of great places that they've shot at. Sometimes I will go scout in person. Sometimes I will just go on Google Maps and turn on the little street view feature where I can view pictures from all over the state and I can sometimes find really beautiful places and then research the accessibility and all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are all awesome tips, especially even if you have been living in a place for a long time, you can't possibly know every corner, as you said, so it really helps to use certain apps or even the street view mode on Google Maps. Mm -hmm. I think those are great ways to find really lovely little corners that others maybe overlook. Yes, it even helps just to narrow down maybe certain areas that you want to go visit in person and check out. That way you're not spending the whole day driving around and not really knowing where you're going or having any particular destination in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it can be overwhelming, especially if you do live in a pretty large state Mm -hmm. or in a pretty large city or wherever in the world you are. It's uh, I think it's overwhelming, especially for me. I mean, even when I drive around and look for new places, it's kind of scary because it's like there's so many possibilities and you have to (laughs) limit yourself in some way. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. How do you think the wedding photography industry can improve in general? That's a really hard question. Um, I think right now COVID would be great to go away. That has really taken a hit (laughs) on the wedding industry. Um, I think From my experience, I would like to see the wedding industry maybe be a little bit of a kinder place to be. I Mm. think over the years, it's maybe turned into a little bit more judgmental. If you're not doing things a certain way, everybody has their idea of what what website platform you need to use, what camera model you need to use, what locations you need to go to, what things you need to do exactly with your clients. And if you're not doing it just this certain way, you're doing it wrong. And that's not necessarily true. And I think it can be very overwhelming to think that, oh, I have to do it this certain way. And if I'm not, my Instagram doesn't look this perfect way, or I'm not doing this certain thing that I'm not good enough and I'm not doing it right. So I think having a little more grace and kindness within the community would be really refreshing to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand how some communities can be like that, where you feel like you have to reach a certain standard. And if you don't, then everybody thinks that you're failing in some way. Right. Mm -hmm. And it can be competitive and difficult. As you just said, we once talked about photographers going really far to attract clients to their work, especially in the wedding photography industry. You mentioned once that people were going far and beyond, like making baskets filled with uh, CDs, filled with pictures from the wedding and, you know, chocolates Mm -hmm. and stuff, something like that. I don't remember the specifics, but it really amused me how far people are willing to go. What advice do you have for those who want to start their own wedding photography business, but can't really invest money in all that, you know, extra stuff? I think truly being your authentic self is the best advice that I can give, because the more true you are to yourself and putting that image out there, the more likely you are to gain clients that are like-minded and are more interested in you as a photographer rather than what you're going to 
give them goodie bags and whatnot at the end of the shoot or the wedding, I think you're going to really attract those kinds of clients who will value you and value your work versus all of the freebies or the pomp and circumstance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to remember that the most important part of a photo shoot is the actual experience itself and the freebies and stuff. Of course, that's fun. If you can't afford to do that for your shoot, that's fine. In my opinion, I know Mm -hmm. others will have a different opinion on this, but I think ultimately it's about how you feel in front of the camera. And if you have a bad experience, no amount of freebies will make it up. You know? Very true. Very true. I do see, yeah, there's people that send, you know, big bottles of champagne with finished products and that kind of thing to their clients at the end of a wedding and that kind of thing. And it's, it's very nice, but I think the client, yes, is much more interested in the experience that you're offering them and the end result rather than those goodies and freebies at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. What's been your best photo shoot experience so far? I was thinking about this question and I have a few actually. One of my absolute favorites in terms of large weddings, I no longer shoot large weddings, but my favorite large wedding experience was a traditional Vietnamese bride and she had a traditional Vietnamese tea ceremony after their Catholic ceremony. Uh, And that was just really neat to see and experience all that culture And then at the reception, she surprised the groom with hiring this traditional dragon dance team. And they came in with the drums and the costumes and the giant dragon figures that people are jumping around inside and the eyes and ears move on. the. It's just really cool to see all of the Mm -hmm. dancing and the liveliness and the culture. It was such a cool experience. And a couple of my other favorites, like I had a great elopement where I went to... Uh, La Push Beach and Hurricane Ridge out in the Pacific Northwest, which is actually some of those areas where my husband and I did our five-year vow renewal. So it was really awesome to be able to take my clients there and have them experience some of my favorite locations and be out on the beach at sunset and all of those great places that I don't usually get to visit being landlocked in Colorado. (laughs) And then I think Yosemite at Taft Point in California was one of my other favorites. I took a client there and it was super, super foggy. And we didn't think we were going to get any views at all, which was going to be very disappointing with how far everybody traveled. And then all of a sudden the fog broke and we had the most spectacular view that I've ever seen. It took my breath away and it actually made me want to cry a little bit because it was one of the most beautiful things I had ever seen. And that was just such a magical moment to experience. And To get to experience these with clients that later become your friends and stuff is super awesome and something I really treasure. Wow, those all sound like really wonderful experiences, especially the Yosemite one. And I Mm -hmm. think with weather, we we as photographers, especially when we shoot outdoors, we have this love-hate relationship with it, especially if we live (laughs) in a place where it's unpredictable. So it is cool, though, to know that we can make the most of it. And sometimes the weather can work in our favor and give us these incredible scenarios. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I've been really lucky to be able to experience so many cool things and even been in a helicopter with clients before for their elopement or I have been in a snowcat as well just to get to a certain location in the wintertime, which was a really neat experience. I, I've been very lucky for all of the different things I've been able to do because of my wedding photography. Oh, it sounds like you have a lot of adventures that you could put into a book. <laughs> I feel like I do, yeah. Just an idea. 
photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% of your first year as a premium member. But uh, you mentioned the um, one of the, your first experiences that you mentioned with the Vietnamese mm -hmm. bride. You mentioned that she surprised the groom with a uh, dragon dance. Were you yeah. aware of this beforehand or was this a surprise to you as well? Thankfully, I was very aware of it. I would have been oh, very extremely okay. taken back if I hadn't known. Um, my clients are really good about keeping me in the loop about those surprises. I've had surprises like that for grooms. Um, another one of my favorite surprises that a bride has done is she hired a bagpipe player for the groom since he was Scottish. And they arrive on location and all, you get out of the car and all of a sudden you hear bagpipes in the distance. And you look up and there's the guy playing the bagpipes. And it was just such a cool experience. He was so excited. I highly recommend brides arranging little surprises like that because it really makes the day special. Yeah, oh, I can imagine. And it's nice that you're in the loop because... Oh, yeah. And I think <laughs> in general, it, as wedding photographers, it's important to... If the if your clients don't give you a list of what they'll be planning to do, whether it's secret or not, then maybe you should ask for it to anyone listening. Um, yes. It's I, important to be aware. I recently had a friend tell me that she had been proposed to and her fiance had hired a photographer to capture the engagement photos. And so they were planning it as a regular just couples photo shoot. And he didn't tell the photographer that he was going to be proposing during the photo shoot. And so the photographer ended up completely missing the proposal shot because they were changing lenses or something. They weren't prepared at all. So unfortunately, they, she didn't get the shot of the actual proposal. So it's always a good idea to keep your photographer in the loop and not just expect them to know or be aware or get the hint. Yeah. Oh, that sounds horrible. I feel so yeah. bad for her. Such a bummer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's it just highlights the importance of keeping your photographers uh, aware of everything that's going on throughout the shoot, even if it's secret. Of course. Mm -hmm. You documented your pregnancy very beautifully. Do you have any tips for family photographers who want to capture the special moment as authentically as possible? I tried to capture my pregnancy. I feel like I kind of didn't do a super great job since most of my photos were cell phone photos. I think if you really want those beautiful picture on the wall worthy photos that you, of documenting your family moments, I would say make sure you're using lots of natural light. You know that that room in your house that you want to photograph in has better light in the morning than it does in the, e the afternoon. Make sure you're opening those windows, really harnessing that natural light, getting close to that 
Uh, that way you're not sitting in the dark or having weird shadows. And then I love to incorporate lots of greenery into my family photos, especially indoors. I think it really helps liven them up. It helps bring a lot of pops of color and uh, it makes it feel a little softer in the house, mm-hmm. I think. And I think there's also something to be said as for not worrying too much about them being perfect, especially for your own family kind of photos. I had a lot of people that thought that I would take so many pictures of my baby and so many pictures of my pregnancy just because I was a photographer. And I found myself taking a lot more photos just on my phone even and not worrying so much about picking up my camera just because it was a lot more authentic feeling just to take a photo on my phone than it was to have to set everything up to look just right. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense. I'm the same, really. I mean, People, as you said, do have this idea of photographers that we have to capture everything on our professional cameras all the time. Right. You know, everything has to look picture perfect. But I think it's the opposite. I mean, we're just people and we sometimes are lazy or sometimes we feel that phone photos are more authentic and that's totally fine. I mean, in my case, I also take a lot of photos with my phone and I kind of save my professional work for professional photo shoots. And it's Same. better for me that way. So whatever floats your boat. <laughs> it can sometimes feel like work when you have to take out your professional gear just to take, you know, those little family photos and photograph those cute moments. And if it's something really special, I will take out the big camera and I'll edit those photos and I'll get prints made and put them up. But I think for the most part, our lives are documented, just our phones and that's okay. I think it makes those really special moments even more special when they are photographed beautifully it would seem kind of mundane if everything was photographed that way. Exactly. Yeah, you have to have a balance and it's important to not feel pressure to use your professional camera all the time. As you said, there's this pressure and it can feel like work. So yeah, there's no need for that to happen. If you need to use your phone, use your phone. And most smartphone cameras are really good now anyway. So there's really yeah, no use problem. Your phone and don't feel bad about it. It's okay if it doesn't look perfectly curated. Yeah, listeners, it's okay. So if anyone's feeling bad about that, just know it's okay. (laughs) We're your personal therapists. (laughs) Where do you see yourself in 10 years as an artist? That's such a good question. I I think, first of all, I never would have thought that I would be doing weddings and elopements where I am right now in my life. I, I think that's one of the beautiful things about photography is that you don't really have any idea of where it's going to be taking you, and that's okay. And there's so many different things you could do. I've thought long and hard about actually jumping into birth photography, but COVID kind of killed those plans. Mm. (laughs) They're not even really allowing spouses in the same room anymore. So that could be something I end up doing. I might end up photographing newborns later on. It's totally up in the air. And I think that's something great. If you get bored with one thing, you can always try something different. There's so many different avenues that you can take with photography. Exactly. Yeah. And even if you have a business, you can still develop it and help it evolve so that it becomes Mm -hmm. an even bigger thing that fulfills you at any point in your journey. We shouldn't feel obliged to stick to one thing, even if it's a business that we have, or even if it's not, we don't need to attach our identities to what we're shooting because that can always evolve. And because photography has so many different genres, I mean, probably hundreds, if I'm not mistaken. So you can always oh, experiment with something new. Yeah, you just fall in love with something new. And it's, uh, it could it's even be something thing. as silly as real estate photography, you know? People exactly. take yeah. photos for all kinds of different things. So if you're not ever feeling satisfied with what you're doing in the moment, you could always branch out and do something different. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah, and don't forget to challenge yourself because 
something that you think is mundane might actually become your next passion. And of course, if you clearly know that it's not going to be interesting to you, then obviously don't, you know, torture yourself. But if it just seems like it's out of your comfort zone and if you've never tried it and you have this prejudice, just give it a shot anyway. I've experimented with so many genres in the past and many of them initially seemed really weird to me. But then once I got into them, I really mm-hmm. fell in love with them. So. Yeah, there, there's oftentimes very surprising outcomes with photography that you try something that seems really scary at first, but you might learn something really awesome, or you might even find something that nobody's done before. It's such a magical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any favorite wedding photographers in the industry anywhere in the world? Oh, man, that's a really good question. I have a lot of photographers that I follow um, locally. Some of my favorites, I would say, are like Amy Blue Star Photography, Bow of the Wild are close friends of mine, and I think they just do amazing work. Cedar and Pines, they're awesome photographers that I love to follow. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> John who? Said I'm drawing a blank. Oh, <laughs> I, I heard John blank. I was like, what? That's funny. Um, <laughs> Ashley That's Taylor fine. Those are all good answers. <laughs> Ashley Taylor Photography is somebody I love to follow. Muse and Mirror, they are amazing. I think anybody that can take really artistic photos of a couple just blows my mind. (laughs) It's easy to get into that documentary mode where you're just documenting things as it happens like a fly on the wall. But anybody that can really just delve into an ordinary moment and make it super artistic and creative and emotive is just like, oh, that blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand that because... First of all, you're working with a couple and you have a time limit and you have all these ideas. I mean, how do you put that together? You really have to be good at organizing. And it can be really easy to kind of get brain block and just go into what you're used to doing, the normal poses and the normal things and the easy things. And you're just kind of feeling stuck like, okay, what do I do next? So anybody that can just look at that ordinary moment and make something so beautifully artistic. I, I don't understand it. And I really wish I could know how to do that more. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you could, though. Would you like to try it out one day? Absolutely. I think that's something I've definitely desired more in my work is those really, I don't know, emotive and artistic things. I, I wish I could think of more synonyms for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes sense. You, you painted a clear picture. And I think you would do an incredible job with that. So it's definitely something oh, you should yeah. consider doing in the future. <laughs> appreciate the encouragement. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, my last question for you is, what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? That's a really good question too. I feel like that's like where you see yourself in 10 years as well. I feel like I've achieved so much that I've wanted to accomplish really. I mean, I've been published on some of the wedding blogs that I've really wanted to be put on and I have my face on a book cover even. <laughs> I have accomplished so many different things. I, I feel very fulfilled at this point in what I'm doing. I'm not even really sure what more I could ask for at this point, really. That's a tough question. Maybe you could shoot a wedding for Vogue. <laughs> oh gosh, that sounds so intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you ideas. You never know. <laughs> oh, that sounds like that would stop my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I understand the whole fulfilling thing because you go through this whole list of, you know, you have this bucket list and you take everything off and you feel like you're already come to a place in your life where you're satisfied with your work. And I think that's already an answer in and of itself to this question. I mean, you're satisfied with your work and that's a, it's an incredible place to be. 
Yeah, I, I definitely feel like, especially all of the different adventures that I've had with my clients and all of the different things I've been able to accomplish, I feel very fulfilled in that. And maybe that's where it's leading me next is to try something different, you know, branch out and do something more challenging, more different. And maybe I'll come up with new goals even then as to what I want to achieve. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know how creative you are and I'm sure that you will reach out at all of your goals, any new goals that you come up with and you'll be able to create even more incredible couple photos or any other photos that you desire. What do you want to achieve in this great big photography world, Ty? Wow. Who's <laughs> ever asked me that on this podcast? <laughs> Turning the tables, huh? Okay. <laughs> um, what would I like to achieve? So you're right. It's a tough question. I think I would like to ultimately, and this is going to sound so weird, but it, this is my goal in life. <laughs> I would like to be an actor, and you know this. You know how badly I want uh -huh. to be one. And I'd love to visit movie sets that I'm on and take photos of my co-workers and, you know, preferably actors that are famous in the industry and just add that to my portfolio and travel the world and maybe even host workshops for photographers, sort of like a mishmash of everything. As long as it involved travel and good food and photography, I think I'd be happy. Well, what a great goal, Ty. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> lots of food, lots of choco pies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't expose me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it. Oh. Well, thank you for this fun interview. I really loved hearing more about your story, finding out about your process for wedding photography. And I'm sure the listeners are very interested in checking out your work. Please check out Elizabeth's work. Give her lots of love and uh, maybe get into wedding photography yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. It was great having this interview. Thank you too. Bye. Bye. Elizabeth was such a pleasure to talk to. I'm very impressed with her photography journey and hope that you are too. Check out her work to get an endless amount of wedding photography inspiration. See you next week. There's a simple reason why photographycourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.